actually I was going to remove this hoodie, bear with me. Put your tits away. Sorry, didn't you see my belly then? That's okay. How heavy are you, Rob? You are. How heavy are you? <laughs> How fat am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quite fat. Do you not want to say live on our podcast how heavy you are? Um, I'm heavier than I've ever been in my life. Really? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I'm heavier than I've ever been in my life. What about you? You've lost weight recently. Yeah, I've lost I've lost two stone last year. But I mean, I was just eating shit in Evan. Yeah. I put a lot of weight on when I was in Evan mm. because every other West End job I've done, I've always lost weight. I've yeah. lost loads because it's obviously like so intense. And it shows and I was thinking, oh, I'll do the same in Evan so I can, I'll keep my calories up and because I'll be tired and stuff. And then realised that Curious Incident and Warhorse, <laughs> I was doing backflips, jumping on horses... <laughs> running around non-stop frantic assembly yeah. massive you know movement pieces and yeah. running around like a you know a soldier in first world war to evan being a 15 year old computer nerd who sits behind a computer and doesn't move at all so if yeah. i'm eating like six wagamamas a week yeah it just doesn't really help so I, I was quite i was quite chubby but yeah i've lost 10 stone i'm under 70 kilo- kilograms now that's great i'm in the 90s i would say probably that's a that's another third of me <laughs> not quite <but laughs> uh, obviously i'm a very tall muscular guy as well so yeah, you are I'm, yeah I'm, you're I'm, you are you are more yeah you yeah. are quite you've got broad shot shoulders like a swimmer uh yeah but I, uh, i'm playing more sport than i've ever played in my life though yeah i said this the other day that's the key that's the key mm. I mean, and i went on a run yesterday so, rob so, did you, you know yeah you know after we had a conversation about running yeah yeah i went for a run yesterday I did four and a half kilometres in 25 minutes, oh. which I don't think is too bad. Four kilometres in 25, did you say? Four and a half. So yeah, because 5K is, an... 30 minutes for 5K is good, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I reckon if I did an extra, yeah, so an extra 500 metres, I'll probably do that in a minute and a half. So let's say 27, 28 minutes for 5K if I kept that pace up. If I did 10K, I mean, I'd probably be more tired if I did 10K, yeah. so the second 5K would be hard. But yeah, if I kept it under an hour, I was quite impressed, actually. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, as mm. I said, I mean, I've got, I hate, I bloody hate it, and I've got no barometer for it, but we, we definitely mm. must do something about running. Yeah, we should. Basketball jobs, you got a basketball job. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got the real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam Alright Hey man Oh, he's here again, ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Rob's American cousin, Uh... Chad good to be back man how's things yeah how you been? it's it's good how how is that um, well i'm just gonna stop because you're wearing some quite funky head attire you yes. look, you're looking quite american at the moment yeah, what, what, what have you got in your hat rob i'm wearing my brooklyn nets merch brooklyn nets merch yeah it's a very nice hat yeah so obviously we spoke to chad live from broadway last time mm. And as I mentioned, I went to the NBA. I went to my first NBA match, man. Uh, super see, cool, man. Super cool to see the Brooklyn Nets at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn. And, you know, I had to do a bit of merch buying. And what I did enjoy about the Brooklyn Nets is that they play in black, white and grey, which oh, isn't nice. a massive sort of popular sports colour. But what it is, is actually quite trendy. I like those colours. Stylish. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. That, um, 
Trendy. Like Trendy is the right word. Yeah. Well, we've, we've spoke about kits before, haven't we? Yeah. That is a that is a good palette to use. Actually, very trendy. Could wear it to a uh, wine tasting in Mayfair, as we proved with <laughs> other kits and stuff. MBA, you d- uh, dude, that's pretty damn cool. Well, I really, really enjoyed it, and it was my first ever actual live basketball game of professional mm-hmm. standard, and obviously, therefore, first NBA game. And I think, relative to some other sports that I've seen over the years, it was a totally, totally different experience, and one that I really, really enjoyed have you ever been to a basketball game well uh, before this podcast was uh, even mooted I, I i know nothing about basketball at all <laughs> um i'm two foot nothing i never played it at school uh i just couldn't get it like the whole traveling rule it really just gets one yes so like yeah, you have yeah. to bounce the ball yeah i just run with the ball so it'd be rubbish yeah so i'm not very well versed. so i've never really kind of got into basketball however uh let's say i was 10, 9, something yeah. like that. Uh, my best friend at primary school, Hayden, Hayden Ismet. Oh, yeah. he, uh, him and his family took me to see Birmingham Bullets yes. versus some other innocuous team that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> and it was sort of Yankified up yeah. and Americanized up. And um, we didn't do it very well. I don't think the British do that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, it was, it was good fun. It's a fast-paced game. But I, I just I haven't really... I can imagine in America, it's amazing. The yes. whole experience of it, the whole atmosphere, uh, the vibe around the ground. Well, do you call it a ground stadium? Court? Stadium in the court, basketball court, which is basketball generally court. in these big sort of indoor arenas that will also yeah. host concerts and other sports at various times of the year. But yeah, so obviously I was in New York and the two big venues there are Madison Square Garden, where the Knicks play, yeah, um, which obviously is host to massive big boxing events and other big massive arena gigs. concerts yeah, and all yeah. the rest of it. This game was at the Brooklyn Nets, which is a big arena, the Barclays Arena, obviously sponsored, uh, which is only about 10 years old, big, beautiful indoor arena in Brooklyn, which is a great part of New York, really vibey part of New York. And I think Brooklynites mm. really value being a Brooklyner as a part mm. of New York, you know, one of the boroughs, there's Queens and Manhattan and Brooklyn and the Bronx, etc. Mm. But Brooklyn, you know, people really feel very proud of being from that part of town and they've got their own vibe. They consider themselves to be different to Manhattaners, different to New Yorkers. And so yeah. they're really proud of their area. And it is cool. It is funky. There's some great parts of Brooklyn, Williamsburg and stuff. So, yeah, it was really great to be there, and I really, really did enjoy it. And so we thought in the style of, now we've looked into, we did our snooker special when Ronnie had just won his eighth Masters. And mm-hmm. on the back of speaking to Chad last week, our Broadway slash ex-college basketball player, thought it'd be good to, A, bring a bit of my live experience from the Brooklyn Nets game, but also just, you know, think about basketball as a sport, what its qualities are, what its disadvantages are. I think it is. <laughs> I mean, you're totally naive about it. So I thought, I as many many listeners might well be the same. Do you know when it was invented? And by whom and where? Do I know when basketball <laughs> was invented by whom or where? <laughs> uh, I think the answer to that is no. Of course oh, I don't. Uh, shall I Enlighten tell you? Enlighten me, Rob. Please. Uh, apparently you're obsessed with basketball now, so uh, please uh, tell uh, us. Uh, uh, Coming into the clubhouse no. wearing your kit. But I think what was funny about looking into this is that basketball, it was invented in a very, very relatable way. Essentially, in 1891, there was a Canadian-American PE teacher called James... Is this a limerick? 
there was a PE sorry, teacher okay. from Springfield. <laughs> yeah, sorry, carry on. Uh, a Canadian-American professor, as they called them back then, but essentially a PE teacher who taught at what is now Springfield College, Springfield, Massachusetts. So many Springfields in America, but Springfield, Massachusetts, a guy called James Naismith, and it was a rainy, wet day, and he wanted to try and entertain his students indoor in a cold, right. long New England winter and came up with this idea in the gymnasium of finding what was a peach basket right, and attaching it to the wall and getting them in teams to move in through the gymnasium to try and put the ball, a football, an association yeah. football, into okay. the basket. Right. And so he devised this game. Obviously, this then caught on and became one of America's biggest sports over time. Yeah. What I love about it, and I think this is actually one of its, I guess, big advantages, is a bit like football. It's based on a really simple premise. A group of people yeah. in a team yeah. move a ball around to get it into a net. Like mm. football, same thing. And then, of course, over time, you get you get more complicated. You decide about the moves around, whether people can travel, how they can travel, how they can pass, what a foul is, how people can interrupt, etc. But at its core, it's just a very, very simple game that is very yeah. equitable, can be played by any people. I mean, height is obviously a major advantage. But Obviously, can, as I found out yeah. when I played at school. Can't bloody reach the thing. But it's really similar and can be played anywhere. I mean, yeah. in the same way you can kick a football around a street, a uh, favela in Brazil, you know, you mm. can rig up a basket or some sort of goal basket mm. net to play. And to invest in one is, 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 you know, an actual proper basketball or netball net. And to be fair, let's be honest, basketball courts are Everywhere, everywhere in this country yeah. they are absolutely everywhere they're, they're, they're everywhere in london as well because obviously london's quite tightly packed and stuff but in the green spaces and stuff or even like on a smaller state there'll just be a little it's kind of half a five-a-side concrete football pitch but there'll be basketball hoops there as well yeah and it is it's quite a widely followed sport here i guess i mean it's yeah. obviously not as big as football or cricket or rugby or whatever but those basketball courts are absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's easily accessible, really, isn't it? It really is, and I think that's part of its success. You know, because it, you know, class shouldn't be an game. issue, access yeah, shouldn't yeah, be yeah. an issue, indeed, disability shouldn't be an issue. There's some great bas- uh, wheelchair basketball. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't really be gender specific, and of course, you know, it is like the world and like many sports. But women's basketball is huge. There's a big league in America, big league in Europe, big league in Britain, mm. and. The Olympics, of course, does feature a basketball of both genders, mm. which is, is is really great. So it's, it's accessible, it's simple, and I think that mm. is all to its credit. What I loved about that as well, of course, is that they kept having to get the basket down to get the ball out of it. So they decided, let's put a <laughs> hole, no hole in the basket. Let's put yeah. a hole in the <laughs> bottom of the peach basket so that we don't have to keep retrieving the ball, um, which obviously then in the future became the net, which I just love, love things like that as well. I like so, that. So that is brilliant. I was chatting to my friend Bob, actually, who's a fan of the pod and one of my very best mates who went to America in his gap year because he's a tall Brit who loved basketball and had this dream of being a college basketball player. And he went to a school to do a year in American high school thinking that he would break into the basketball team and set in course, you know, a college basketball, who knows, even an NBA future. Yeah. 
he didn't get in the school team such was the level of talent even at the school so he sort of was constantly on the subs bench it slightly broke (laughs) his dream even though he had a lovely time in america but i was chatting to him this morning just saying oh we're going to record a bit about basketball you know what are your memories of it uh what do you think about basketball these days he was like saying look i do love basketball he did use love basketball he said but it's got a few flaws he said one is that it's too easy to score yeah so actually what happened, you know, most games end up, you know, 110 to 97. Each team is scoring 40 to 50 times during a game, which makes it too easy. And he was saying, therefore, it all comes down to that fourth quarter. The first three yeah. quarters, it's just you're watching people go up and down the ends. And then the tension builds as the pressure, the scoreboard pressure builds. The result is coming more into focus. That's when mistakes start happening in attack and defence. And so it does come down to that last 15 minutes, which I hadn't considered, but actually in hindsight, thinking about the game, that did happen. Was it exactly the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah. an interesting point. Whereas you think of, I mean, you could say the opposite of football, you know, there isn't well, enough goals potentially in a football game. Yeah, but it's an incredibly fast-paced sport and it's a very small court. And yeah, yeah it's very fast. But the main thing I have with basketball is, and it's probably because I didn't play it, I can't, and it's the same sort of thing I have with rugby. I can't appreciate the skill level involved until I actually go and see it professionally. I can imagine that they're like, they have to be so agile and quick because it is such a fast paced game. The speed in which they have to change direction, the speed in which they have to drop shoulders and, you know, find some space all with the ball bouncing at the same time. I bet the skill level's higher, but like it does happen so often. It's not hard, like you say, it's not hard to score a net, a basket. So, but I mean, you could say that about all sports that if you're coming, well, no, not really, unless it's like, you know, we've all been to football matches where somebody's five nil up and the last five minutes are absolutely boring and no point whatsoever. But I, I don't know if it's close drawn and stuff. Maybe that's part of the beauty of basketball that it is close all the time. So when you get to the last quarter, you know, you are on the edge of your seat, sort of. But um, yeah, it is it is quite a close game, but very fast. Pace. What I couldn't get my head around is it's a non-contact sport. Yes. Um, you like can't touch. All these non-contact sports can't touch is full of contact. Yeah. Yeah. But and I can't really get my head around that. So, I mean, I, I think I really enjoyed it, but I think what I find really complicated, and this is true and so, so different to British sports, is I can't get my head around the nature of the league and how this works, yeah. and how the many NFL's games they the play, well. and who they play. Yeah. And you've maybe yeah. got more insight into this, because you are more familiar with NFL, which we are going to pick up in a future episode as well. But yeah. I I really struggle to get my head around this, because it's split into these two conferences, the NBA this is. So you've yeah, got the yeah. Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and there are three divisions in each. Mm. So you've got five teams in each of those divisions. So there are six divisions across the country. Mm -hmm. And listen to this. I mean, please feel free to go have a cup of tea as you listen to this part of the (laughs) podcast. But I was trying to work out, like, how many games do they play? Who do they play? Why do they play those people? And when does Mm -hmm. it culminate into a championship? And how is that all worked out? From what I can understand, and you might have some insights about this, about the NFL, but in the regular season... They play mm. 82 games. What? So this is very different to most sports in that they are playing two or three times a week. They play wow. every other day a lot. It's not like once a week or, you know, a cup game. in the, They're playing three to four times a week often during the regular season. And so they play 82 games each. 
41 at home, 42 away. Wow. And the makeup of that is really complicated. So they're in their division of five, and they will play mm. those other four teams in their division four times during a season. So they'll play 16 games against those four people, against yeah. two home, two away. Yeah. Then they play the six teams from the other two divisions in their conference. Yeah. They play each of those four times. So yeah. there is 24 games there. It's sort of similar to NFL. Keep going. Is it? So then yeah. there are four teams in their conference that they haven't played that regularly, that they then play three times, so 12 games. Right. Which is odd. That is odd. So they don't play an even amount of times, but that is aggregated over a five-year period to determine which are the ones they play four times and which are the ones they play three times. Jesus Christ. Then they play all the other teams from the other conference... So the 15 teams that are in the other three divisions of the other conference, they will play those twice. So that makes up 30 of those 80 games. So in a, that's the accumulation of the 81 games, which is who, mad. Who, who came up with that? Oh, it's that's, so complicated. So overcomplicated. So and then, then how, how do the playoffs work? So then during the course of that season, they will then, of course, have either, they'll have a position in their division division yeah they'll have a position in their conference and they'll have a yeah. position nationally in a national league table based on all those games right now to complicate things even further in the middle of that regular season is an in-season championship a bit like a league cup so that they will play a drawn cup which will have like a knockout stage which are also yeah. those league games wow okay well, <laughs> so, wait hold on what they're also count they also count as league games so yeah so part of the 81 a bunch of them is a cha- in-season championship so it's a bit like having the fa cup in the middle of the premier league and they counted for points in the premier league yes that's mad mad okay. so anyway yeah. so they get to the end of the season and they'll have a position in the national overall standings in their own division within their conference right yeah yeah jesus christ (laughs) so then the playoffs so someone will be crowned i think like national champions of that i think they might call Mm -hmm. it something different if you're the league leader you'll get some medal towards that but then the playoffs begin about april because at the end of the regular season which will finish in february time they then go into this all-star phase where they'll have all-star games of best voted from fans best mvps best stat all-star games they'll put together all these random teams from different conferences a conference all-star versus the other conference all-star so they go through this whole month or two of all-star games and then in april they come to the back to the playoffs which is taking the top eight teams of each conference. Conference, right. So Eastern Conference and Western Conference, the top eight teams of those out of the 15 will then compete against each other, first players eighth, second players seventh, etc., in a cup version so that you get one team from each conference who's the winner of the Eastern Conference and the winner of the Western Conference will meet in the NBA championship playoff finals yeah that's 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 what they do in nfl as well yeah yeah it's but of course in basketball playoffs are within each conference and then yeah so then the basketball players of course it's not just one game that is seven games yeah played home and away that is insane to determine who's going to win obviously for that's a massive season how long oh, is the close season it's exhausting it's just 
Who came up with that? Who went, okay, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and, we, and they were like, yeah, that sounds bad. The television company. The television company, that's, yeah, that's just, yeah, yeah. Perfect answer for that. That's absolutely madness. Yeah. How long's the close season then? When do they start again? They must be knackered. So, yeah, I think they start round like September, October through to May time. Wow. Uh, end of May season. time. And then they've got all the college drafting system happens in June. Then they go into their pre-season, which of course are televised and often real Mm -hmm. opportunities for the league to go play their games in other cities, you know, be in America that don't have a franchise or Mm -hmm. over here in the UK or other big countries that have fan bases to play some of these pre-season games to promote the game internationally. So it's an incredibly complicated and you could argue well-conceived from a commercial point of view, but to know where you are and what's at stake in each game requires a lot of overweight ex-players as pundits (laughs) on the various channels to explain it to you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't think I could get my head around that. Well, I suppose if you're brought up with it, why can't you just have a league and you all play each other? The other thing about America, though, and it is about American sports, it's such a massive country. If fucking, you know, New York are playing LA, how are you going to get away fans over there? And like, it's such a massive country. Yeah. So if they have to split it down the middle with the conferences. I get that because we are quite a small little country here. So with football, Newcastle down to, I don't know, Southampton, it's yeah. a long away trip, but it's not a seven hour flight across. I mean, how long does it take to fly from New York to LA? Oh, yeah. I would say it's, it's probably seven like 10 hours. hours. It? Yeah, yeah. 10, so seven, stupid. 10 hours, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And long road, but yeah, it's ridiculous. So they do have to make it kind of a little bit easier for the traveling fans, but that is a, that is very intense. The NFL sort of the same as well. Yeah. Uh, with conferences and divisions and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. So who, okay. So the Brooklyn Nets were playing who when you saw? Well, should we have a listen? Should we have a listen have to a listen. my live yes. and see what you think? Uh, all is explained and you can get my reaction and see um, my various delights <laughs> and priorities during the game, um, which I'm sure will create some talking points. Let's have a listen. It's Friday Night Live and we're coming to you from the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn. It's the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA. Woohoo! We're at the Brooklyn Center! So the Brooklyn Nets at ninth Eastern Conference and the Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, they're second in the Western Conference. Oh my goodness. So, like, they're second in the Western Conference. The Nets are ninth (laughs) in the Eastern Conference. And look, there's cheerleaders on court. We need to get in there, come on. Yeah, it's very confusing, you know, American sports because they always put the away team first. So on the fixture list, it says Oklahoma City Thunder at Brooklyn Nets. That's confusing, isn't it? Whereas we do it the other way around. We'd be like Arsenal versus Chelsea at home. You mentioned that, yeah. So the home, so it's really good point that. And it really threw me when I was getting into NFL. The home team, Leeds United at Ellen Road versus West Bromwich Albion. So West Bromwich Albion are away. So it's Leeds at home. Albion away. But in America, it would be West Bromwich Albion at Leeds United. Yeah. It's so It's really, really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really weird because then you look down the fixture list. Like when I was in Miami, I was like, oh, let me have a look. And it was like, oh, yeah, Miami were listed first on all the games. I was like, oh, great. So the Heat are at home, the Dolphins are at home. And then I looked in the stadium. It was like, oh, that's not in Miami. But it's listed as Miami at Philadelphia Eagles, whatever. And you're like, oh. That's really, it's really so quite, odd. It's, it's really irritating, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's like cricket, the isn't thing? it, with the scores? You know, when we say 42 runs for two wickets and the Aussies yeah. will go two for 41. 
Yeah, two for 41, yeah. What's the yeah. other thing the Americans do with the date? They put the month first and then the day yes. and then the year. Yeah. It's just backwards. That's, that's so confusing. Yeah, it's actually really much more helpful for accounting, though. Um, but um, that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, what were we eating? What we eating? Let's uh, find a buffalo boss. Oh, no, buffalo Food. wings, no. no. Yeah. No. Let's, uh, I'm thinking right. hot dog. Yeah. Okay, so the dilemma is, do we get Nathan's hot dog? Or the cheeseburger. I just know the burger's not going to look like the picture. Hi. Yes. And tell me the truth. The burger or the hot dog? Is it burger or hot dog? Yeah. I would say chicken tennis, but probably burger. Really? Everybody likes chicken tennis. Give that man a raise. He sounds good at his job. He was. Hello. It's Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese. Um, who's going to win tonight, Tyrese? You're not a fan. You just work here, don't you? Yeah. I'm a silent guy. Yeah. What are those? Can we get a hot dog as well? They look dry, but I'm gonna have one. Sorry. I'm not doing videos. I'm doing audio. What's your name? What's your name? Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. How long you worked here? Two years. Bye, guys. Bye. You too. A word about Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, <laughs> Tyrese was serving us, which uh, we obviously got his uh, top tips around whether it was best to get the hot dog burger or chicken yeah, strippers. Yeah. Chicken strippers? Tenders. <laughs> Tenders. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different Ronald McDonald farm, I think. Yeah. So, um, um, and Jennifer uh, overheard our English accent and was very enamoured in it. And I was with uh, my friend Jason, who's like six foot three, very handsome, tall with an English accent and she just kept yeah. looking over all giggly and um, um, and a bit besotted by Jason I think in the English accent so yeah, um, that, that accent is it's like I don't know it's like they're kryptonite over there isn't it they love yeah, it it's so weak powerful. to it yeah it's it good is. <laughs> oh that's Jennifer and Ty so now we've got to look for tomato ketchup I don't know where that's gone oh it's good isn't it I'm already having fun I haven't even seen the game let's go you're Here doing we go. that squeak you do it's exciting <laughs> Jason's already moaning because I had to buy the high tier. He's used to being courtside, but you know, I can't, I don't stretch to that. Go. Oh, God, it is high, isn't it? I think it's good to have a bird's eye view. <laughs> I think it was good to have a bird's eye view. You've either got to be courtside or you've got to be like, you know, you want a, your strategic yeah. view of it. We were front row in the top tier. Annabelle sat we <laughs> now listen to this chat. Oh, everyone's standing. Everyone's standing. We've got chips though. Got to be quiet, She's 11 years old. People really love this shit there. Seriously, it's weird. It's really weird. Obsessed with energy. Oh, bless her, though. 11-year-old. Yeah, USA, USA, USA. Just, I mean, fair play to that little girl. 11 years old in front of a stadium full of people. Yeah. What is it with Americans and their national anthem? 
Hey, really, really love it. And you've got to admire the patriotism, the connection to it and what that flag represents for them and all the rest of it. But there is something when you're there, it's quite alienating. It feels like if you're not part of it, you really are on the outside of it. I can imagine, yeah. It's so sort of like, it's like religious it's it really mad is and it is really tribal and really kind of it's it's yeah. quite it's quite weird and but fair enough i mean i suppose they have a very big connection to it and that's yeah and i don't know if you've ever by. seen it but every time i hear national anthem at sport event i'm always reminded of an snl clip saturday night light clip of mayor rudolph doing a version of the national anthem at an american uh, baseball or american football game if you haven't seen yeah. it google Maya Rudolph, SNL, National Anthem. It's hilarious. She deconstructs the anthem in the way that, and parodies how some of these artists change the tune to oh, beyond cool. recognition yeah. to display their vocal <laughs> talent. And she does well, it absolutely seen? brilliantly. And it's, it's all I I'd can like, ever see now. I'll definitely watch it. You haven't seen Glenn Close singing yet, have you? Yeah. Oh, she oh my God. It, and her, she? her voice crack. Oh, God. Oh, we were obsessed horrible. with that in Evan. We used yeah. to sing that backstage. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was fascinating about that is that you saw a lineup of a lot of players who are really, really getting into the whole vibe, connecting with their God, whoever that might be. And here we go in the teams. We know none of them, but Josh Kiddy is looking cute. Who's the best player on the net? <laughs> Mackay Bridges, okay. Go, Mackay. Thank you. Right. Oh, you ready? Oh, we... the cheerleaders here. We've got cheerleaders all lined up in V formation. It's the stadium announcers. I mean, they really are. And the whole musical stuff, it's really funny. It's so. Each of them all run on court to flames I mean, and fire. What's really interesting about all this is yeah. that somewhere in the middle of it, there's a sports game. <laughs> but it's just like pure showbiz entertainment. And the players themselves would have to get used to just being like celebrities. Here we go. Gonna eat my burger. So there's the tap off, kick off, knock off. We're off. Here we go. God, the speed that they move it is. Wow. Okay, first time out. It's a tight KG opening, I would say. Six all. How long is a quarter? 15 minutes. So we're seven minutes in, eight minutes left in the first quarter. What's interesting, there is like an underscore to the entire game. Even when they're mid-sport and they're attacking, when the opposition are attacking, there's like a countdown-y tune to put pressure on them. There must be a lot to absorb all of that as a player. It's half time. It's half time. We're getting some rapper dude. And the Brooklyn Nets are on. And we've, who's the rapper dude? Rapper dude. Oh, it's Styles P. Harry Styles P. Are you drunk? Yet, Harry Rob? Styles. You tell 75 47 at half time. Have a beer, Adward. I, mean, I don't know. And I think the, I mean, you'll get the Brooklyn Nets are by far the more impressive team. <laughs> mainly because of the defense. I would say defense. But we say defense here, and I think their defense has been way superior. So they're they're on top. They're on top. You are pissed. Cause, yeah, because guys. So we you know your your opinion. So these are my neighbours uh, who I was sat next to, which were really great. We had um, a a DJ. Um, and um, a sound therapist from LA. 
I oh, think that's, that's cool. what's winning them the game because they can't get near. Is that what would you say? Well, there's one thing about stopping the ball, but you gotta make baskets to be 75-47. Yes. So as much so it's as it's about the defense, I'm gonna say it's about a 60-40. Yes. Excellent point. Do you think? He knows. He knows yes. it's okay. About. Good. I, I get. Well, it's good to have your uh, nuanced opinion. <laughs> And then the other, another 10% for style speed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't give him 10%. Seven. I think he did like. The P stands for percent. Yeah, exactly. He did three minutes for like a good take home, I would say. Yeah, exactly. That was their rather geeky friend who had the stats available on the What Live Achieve. You know, the anorak there. Yeah, the, yeah. You need one of those when you go to sport games. Yeah. And they've had a lot of three-pointers as well, haven't they? Okay, good, good, good. I think it's a home court advantage is definitely playing into effect. Yeah. That's the thing, because yeah. the music, when the, the opposition are attacking, is stressful. <laughs> I find it stressful. Yeah, yeah. They must on court. They've got to be, it's, it's quite an art form like, as a player to shut all that out, I would say. Like, you've got to learn that if you're going to be a pro. Be in the UK during, uh, you don't play any music, June. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, they'll be considered rude really? to be playing any Except music. Except for soccer, they're doing the Fubuzelas. Mm. Oh god, that, that was, was horrible! Year. Was yeah, in the South Africa World Cup, yeah, it ruined it. It ruined it. <laughs> it was brilliant. It ruined the whole tournament. Just that noise. Can we just talk about that? Because it is right the way through the game. There is music playing, which is obviously. Yeah, I mean, you've got to admire the actual edit and the and the, the sort of the cueing and the DJing of that whole stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It, as soon as possession changes the whole tone and quality of the music changes. So when the home team is in attack, then it's, you know, it's it's sort of inspiring, it's fun, it's got a beat, it's got a vibe, people get behind it. But then as soon as the ball switches to the opponent, the away team, mm. they put really discordant, minor notes, aggressive, repetitive tunes that get in your body and it makes you feel stressful. And I thought that That's was really so fascinating. And I wonder to what extent I mean, the players get affected by that or not. I mean, music heightens literally everything. I mean, you look at our industry and music adds to it and stuff and tension and build and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I see the logic in it, but as a player, no, I don't want, I don't want you to be playing music. Can you imagine in a, a penalty uh, in a football match yeah. and there's like some dramatic orchestral music going I wouldn't be able to cope with that it's mad no. but maybe it's Gilles Lamont I mean you know I listen to music when I'm running it keeps me going and yeah. when people are working out and stuff it gets you in a headspace head and stuff yeah. so maybe I don't know it might, might work but uh, yeah I wouldn't work. can you imagine tennis golf imagine music at golf <laughs> or darts or I like know. well darts to sing anyway but like, can you imagine yeah. like cricket and the, or just any other sport if there was music but, but was it like orchestral music or like a beat music or no, like it was music very much you know highly produced um electronic music and with sometimes with vocals and you know it was really it, it, it was i think it was really nice but i genuinely tangibly viscerally felt under pressure when yeah. the opponents had the ball i think it'd be really fascinating to to speak to a proper pro nba player to know 
to what extent that actually does affect them or whether they develop techniques to tune that out. I guess you saw in the yeah. moment you're able to distance it, but it's probably as much for the crowd, you know, to try and build attention and support and to inspire them to get them on board. But yeah, fascinating thing. Who's your top tip to take the title, the league title? Who's going to be champions? I'm diehard Golden State Warriors fan, so okay. I think that they always have a chance. They always make it at least to the playoffs. Yeah. They really do, yeah. every time. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Boston. Boston. Denver, Boston, Denver, Denver Nuggets won the title last year. Because when I was growing up, it was all about Boston Celtics and Larry Bird and all that sort of thing. When I was Diddy High, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like Lakers, Bulls. Yes, yeah, and the Bulls. That was me growing up. Yeah, that's true. Lakers and Bulls. Yeah, exactly. Do you like this kind of music? Yeah, me too. Like so you're bopping like, right yeah. there. I'm bopping away. Well, go Also, $38. dollars oh, for my God. For that two is beers. That's Isn't it? crazy money. But how much is that? Oh, what is that? Like 32 quid. That's 16 quid. 16 a quid a pint. For a can of beer. Each. What is going on? Oh, that is that a is lot, boring. isn't it? That is absolutely appalling. Isn't it? 16 quid for a pint. I mean, you do get desensitised. You know, I've been in Miami and New York and, and the money you're paying, America has gone stupid. And wow. you're paying that amount of money and then, of course, they want the bloody tip included. I yeah, mean, it's of course. It's crazy. Even the guy selling the beer at the, out of a bucket in the arena hands you the credit card thing and it's like 15 20 or 25 percent tip that is obscene amount of money i mean oh, man I, I mean they're always inflated at, at big sporting events but that is off the chain yeah that is absolutely mad i mean when i went to the nfl at the spurs ground not last year the year before it was about nine pound fifty a pint or something, and I mean that's robbery now. I mean you can't get a pint for under seven quid now in London. Yeah. So like nine fifty, I was like, okay, fine, a couple more quid on top. But even then, that's horrendous. But sixteen quid. How much is a pint at Leeds? For context, what in a pub in Leeds or at the stadium? At the stadium, yeah. I think you know you're paying seven or eight quid. It's, it's about four fifty the Albion. Is it four pound fifty for a pint, which is absolutely nothing? Obviously, it's slightly inflated, but you can still get it underneath a fiver. But I cannot believe that is appalling. How much yeah. was the food? Oh, I mean, again, the same. You're paying like 20 quid for a burger. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Mad. it's madness. Crazy. Madness. Anyway, back at the game. Um, it's a th- third quarter coming to a demion. There's that word again. And it's um, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets are 101 and the Oklahoma Thunder 75. So still in control. Lots going on bit of a boring quarter i would say this it's calmed down a little bit atmosphere's definitely died down a little bit some early departures but uh the good thing to know is that two missed throws in the fourth quarter equals free fries in the mcdonald's app so let's uh, keep an eye out for that everything is sponsored associated with everything
they've, it's, they've really come back in this fourth quarter. The Thunder, I think a combination of the Nets' complacency, a poor atmosphere in the stadium, people getting just a little bit, you know, complacent, I think. But talk about complacency. We're scarpering. We're getting out of here to beat the crowds. <laughs> the early exit. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks oh, for looking after exit. us. We've got to get out of here. we got to get out of here. Anyway. Great night, the NBA. So Up next, take me to the Giants, yeah. baby. I'm a Nets fan, by the way. I'm definitely into the Nets. I love the colour of the kits. Appreciating the vibes here. There's something about the Brooklyn vibe that I'm digging. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Out. So we did leave the stadium, but um, headed off into the... Uh, West Village to have a subway. get to a bar uh, back to back to Manhattan on the uh, on the E train back into Manhattan nice. and nice so big news uh, well, here we are in um, Popeyes getting our chicken at the end of the night just to update on the score because I know everyone's been on tenterhooks about it but the Brooklyn Nets did close it out in the end one two four to one one five much closer than it needed to be. I think that's a final quarter jitters from the Nets. But anyway, they closed it out, did a great job. Still waiting on our um, chicken tenders. And then it's home time. What a night. What a sports night, guys. Such a great night. Everybody had a great time. Made some great new friends. And um, yeah, go Nets. But I realised I hadn't, you know, completed out the recording. So as is my, you know, endeavour and dedication to stage athletic, I thought... It's important that I, uh, I bring that vital bit of information, even though it's well now done, weeks mate. old. Very good. Yeah, weeks old. Very, much, yeah. very good. I mean, that sounds like an absolutely gorgeous day. Um, Thanks. And what an experience. It, it is certainly, um, I haven't been to any sporting events in America, but they did bring uh, the NFL here and it was fully, you know, how they would do the games over in um, over in the States. And it, it, American sports are, you know, they are something to behold. And yeah. I bet the basketball was was very intense. Yeah. Intense. You know, I guess you're too young for the Jordan era. That that's what They really peaked, didn't it, globally in the 80s with Jordan, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, all that lot. Yeah. The only inkling of basketball i had on a worldwide stage was space jam which we spoke about with Chad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. literally i'm so not well versed in in basketball but that sounded like a hell of a lot of fun though man yeah it was great they had a lot of money uh just yeah. as a as a you know final thing i think i was looking into any sort of british players that have made basketball you know played in the nba of which there are a few mm. you know there was obviously famous ones back in my age that you probably don't remember a guy called John Amici, who played over and became a little bit famous over here. There is currently a British player called O.G. Anunnabi. Oh, cool. And he won it with the Toronto Raptors. That's the only Canadian team that play in the NBA. And they mm. won the title. The Wrexham of the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> the Wrexham yeah. and of the NBA. They won it in 2019 or 2020, can't quite remember. But he now plays for the Knicks. He's earned... A fortune. Absolute yeah. fortune. It's crazy what they earn. They make a hell of a lot of money over there. I mean, that's what it's all about over there, though, isn't it? It's so commercialised. I mean, we, we go on about the Premier League being a bit too, you know, commercial and, you know, it's been packaged and sold around the world and loads of, you know, we're getting more sponsorships on shirts and sleeve and neck and everything like that. But, I mean, the Americans, what was that thing? McDonald's, if... If something happened, yeah, free, you got fries free fries. If they missed uh, twice from a from a foul shot, 
and there's literally right, so a QR like a code coming up on all the screens during, you know, the foul throws so that you can scan and get the free fries if they miss. I mean, it's That's that level of interaction stuff, crazy. A totally different world. And it really is amalgam of sport meets TV meets capitalism, you know, maxed yeah. out and explored and plotted to it, the last degree, which, of course, is inevitably happening incrementally in our sports. But it does feel that there's a, a much stronger break on all of that stuff yeah. through the lens of community and the fans being king, whereas the yeah. broadcasters really are king. Yeah. Then come the sport and the franchise owners, then come the players, then come yeah. the fans right at the bottom of the of the ladder. I feel like that's not going to happen over here, which is quite... I mean, it's mm. trying its best, but I don't think that's going to happen over here. I mean, I'm... I would be very unhappy to be proven wrong, but although having said that, you know, it is going that way, isn't it? Yeah, let's be honest. We've got owners taking over football clubs that just don't want to do it for the fans anymore. It's not um, kind of purist, as I'd like to think, probably for Premier League, especially, yeah. and the Championship. But, you know, let's not um, be too hasty because now we no, have our... Not, but it's great fun. We have Chad Alexander as our newfound member of Stage Athletic who's going to take on coaching our kids here who knows is, yeah. the stage athletic franchise could be in the nba in 10 to 15 years time what would our name we need like a cool funky name because all the american teams have like oh yeah nuggets raptors Knicks, yeah. lakers What's yeah. ours? the stage athletic turns the stage door athletic lovies we can't be turns because they're all well, they're birds aren't they they are a birds we maybe could, that yeah. could be a, a mascot mm. uh stick james in an arctic turn costume and he could be our mascot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like turn yeah i don't mind turns the stage to athletic turn sorted <laughs> there you go well chad but chad better get him warmed up yeah yeah go chad go sports go chad go sports go basketball and yeah i think i hope that was enlightening for um our listeners who probably haven't been was it enlightening well for you basketball. yeah no it was genuinely <laughs> i'm not joking i, I thought that was really interesting the history of basketball stick it in the peach basket yeah next week tiddlywinks special <laughs> can't wait <laughs> <laughs> see you next week good man see you later bro bye my life you can never y'all gotta do better since cool sweaters fresh like new leather ran down took more spots than fruella heat is outside don't care if it's cool weather look more money and less drama I've been balling in New York telling that Tyler Facts, the flow live but a whole swallow So real I make her hop out and get the driver I popped out with some bands on me And the spot hoes can't keep their hands off me Can't dance so all the bitches dance on me She gave away her goodies More head than noogies She wanna Gangsta Boogie Gangsta Boogie